On a fine summer's afternoon in 1491, the 16-year-old Michelangelo Buonarroti was sitting sketching in the church of Santa Maria del Carmine in Florence. With a stick of chalk between his fingers and a sheaf of paper on his knees, he was busy copying Masaccio's celebrated frescoes in the Brancacci Chapel with such judgment that all those who saw his drawings were astonished. Even as an adolescent, Michelangelo had begun to grow used to such admiration. Despite his youth, he had already earned a degree of celebrity and had acquired a correspondingly high opinion of himself. Carrying a letter of recommendation from the artist Domenico Ghirlandaio, he had not only been accepted as a pupil of the sculptor Bertoldo di Giovanni at the artistic school that had recently been founded in the gardens of San Marco, but had even been welcomed into the household of Lorenzo dei Medici, Florence's de facto ruler. Enraptured by the young man, Lorenzo had ushered Michelangelo into the company of the city's foremost intellectuals, including the humanists Angelo Poliziano, Marsilio Ficino, and Pico della Mirandola. Michelangelo flourished. He nurtured those skills that were to characterize the art of the period. Studying anatomy with extreme care, he honed the naturalistic style that had been in continuous development since the innovations of Giotto di Bondone, two centuries earlier. And devoting himself to the emulation of classical sculpture, he set out on the path that later led Giorgio Vasari to claim that he had surpassed and vanquished the ancients. Following a suggestion made by Poliziano in this period, he carved a relief depicting the Battle of the Centaurs that was so beautiful it seemed to be the work not of a young man, but of a great master with a wealth of study and experience behind him. Michelangelo's fame and self-confidence were growing by the day, but as he was about to discover, so was the envy of his schoolfellows. Sitting next to him in the Brancacci Chapel that day was Pietro Torrigiano, Although three years older than Michelangelo, Pietro was another of Bertoldo di Giovanni's pupils and was also recognized as something of a rising star. Competition between the two was almost inevitable. Under Bertoldo's tutelage, they had been encouraged to compete, and they strove to outdo each other in imitating and surpassing the works of masters like Masaccio. Michelangelo was, however, too brilliant and outspoken for the rivalry to be entirely friendly. As they sketched alongside one another in the chapel, Michelangelo and Pietro appeared to have begun discussing who was better placed to take up Masaccio's mantle as Florence's finest painter. Given their surroundings, it was a natural subject. Despite being acclaimed as an artist of genius in his own lifetime, Masaccio had died before he could complete the frescoes in the chapel. His work had been completed by Filippino Lippi, although how successfully was a matter of personal opinion. Perhaps Michelangelo, who had spent many months studying the frescoes, observed that Lippi had been unable to match Masaccio's talent and that he himself was the only person capable of attaining, if not exceeding, the master's standards. He may simply have spoken derisively of Pietro's sketches, as was apparently his habit. Whatever the case, Michelangelo managed to enrage his friend. Talented but hardly brilliant, Pietro couldn't stand Michelangelo's ribbing. 
Jealous at seeing him more honored than himself and more able in his work, Pietro began mocking Michelangelo. If his behavior in later years is anything to go by, Michelangelo might simply have laughed. Whatever the case, Pietro was furious. Clenching his fists, he punched Michelangelo squarely in the face. The blow was so hard that it almost tore off the cartilage of the nose. Michelangelo slumped unconscious to the floor, his nose broken and crushed, and his torso covered with blood. Michelangelo was hurriedly carried back to his home in the Palazzo Medici Riccardi, where he is said to have been lying as if dead. It did not take Lorenzo de' Medici long to learn of his plight. Storming into the room in which his stricken protégé lay, he flew into a towering rage and hurled every imaginable insult at the bestial Pietro. At once, Pietro saw the magnitude of his mistake. He had no option but to leave Florence.